The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce the news to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go, tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had happened. The chief priests assembled with the elders and took counsel. Then they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him while we were asleep. And if this gets to the ears of the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. The soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has circulated among the Jews to the present day. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the many gifts of the church is the church's desire to continue celebration. Growing up, you you get close to Christmas, birthdays, whatever, and it's just like, all right, you get really excited, and you get to the day, and then the day happens, and then the day's done. You're like, I got to wait another year. And I was, and like, or maybe like it wasn't even that great of a day. You're like, ah, I didn't have a great day today. I was sick. Or I didn't get to do the things I wanted to do. But the Catholic Church does not celebrate things for just one day. No, no, brothers and sisters, we have this octave, eight days. Like, it's still Easter. Like, that has to become a mindset that we are still living the joy of the Easter day. Not just the season, but the actual day that well, the prayers that we use are actually from the Mass of Easter Day. And we do this for eight days. We show that there is this continuity, this continuation, that the joy is so much so that it can't be comprised to just one moment, but it actually extends over a period. So that's the first reality we have to walk through in the Easter and in the Christmas octaves, that we are still living the day of resurrection. In reality, that's every Sunday, that's every solemnity, that's, that's every celebration of the Mass. We celebrate the resurrection, but we are in the day of Easter with Jesus. So that's the first thing. The second is to contemplate or think about just the radical fear that the Jewish leaders had regarding Jesus. And in one sense, their fear almost speaks to, the, to a truth, even though it's never expressed, that they actually might have considered him God. Now let's, and let's think about why. They, they constantly wanted to arrest him. They wanted to accuse him of blasphemy, of, of being God, but yet they recognized, too, what he was doing. They recognized what he was capable of. So when it came to his arrest, scourging, crucifixion, they kept trying to push it into the reality of everyone around them 
of, of his humanity. So now, when he goes against everything human and resurrects, what do they try to do? Cover it up. Oh no, he did what he said he was. He, said, he did what he said he was going to do. He probably is God. We are screwed. How do, we, how do we cover this up? We'll pay off people. That's what we'll do. Corruption, back to the time of Jesus, of course. But that fear, even when people are adamantly against something and there's fear there, it's because there's the potential that they see truth. And their rejection of truth is, is going to compromise something in them. For us, we have to see truth as a freedom and not as something that is going to hurt us. For these Jewish leaders, they, they were in so deep that they didn't see any other option. They didn't see any other way out except to just keep living the lie, keep living in the place of fear. And so that fear consumed them to, to the point of their own destruction. And really that's what can happen with any of us. Fear, when not rejected and or like replaced with truth, will consume and destroy us. Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, doesn't, in one regard, he asks for everything, but he also doesn't ask for a lot. He asks for everything because he wants us to give everything, to be totally committed to him, to, to buy in, to accept his teachings, his, his instructions, what he has to say and, what, and who he claims to be. But it's not so that he can be made more powerful. It's not so that he has more yeah, power, essentially. He does it all for our sake. And again, that's kind of a, an odd reality in the scheme of humanity because most people, people, people will argue that most people in power have some type of hidden agenda, that they have some hidden idea like, well, they're really just doing this to advance themselves. So when we see authentic love or authentic sacrifice, it's off-putting. It's scary. It's even questionable. I'm not sure I ever shared this story with, with you. In the seminary, we had to do peer evaluations every three years. Well, at least because I was there for six every three. So after two years of our first two years of philosophy, and then next two years after two years of theology, and then finally as deacons. And I thought to myself, if they find something as deacons, like, what are they going to do to us? But after our very first peer evaluations, we had been with each other for two years, and so we, we kind of had a good gist of each other. And you're asked to put down uh, up to five positives, up to five negatives, pros and cons, and we did all this virtually, so of course that's its own problem, right? Because people can hide behind a computer screen. You didn't have to necessarily put negatives or positives. You had to put up to five. And unless there was like a, a continuous theme cropping up, like let's say five out of your 20 classmates put down, you know, he smells bad. Okay, they're probably not going to pay too much attention to that. But otherwise, like, oh, maybe that's a formational thing. You should, we should talk about deodorant. Because we had a lot of guys who were from foreign countries, and they didn't wear deodorant and stuff. So 
It's just a, it's a natural like fraternal love. Okay. Well, on mine, I had mostly good things. I had this one statement. It was only one, so it was an outlier. So I had to, I had to realize that. But the guy put down, I later found out who it was because I sought him out. But it's like when they put it down, you want to know, like, what do you, why, why do you put this? Anyway, he put down that I come off as inauthentic. That I was, I was too joyful or too happy or too whatever, too much. It's like, all right. But it bugged me for a long time because I did desire to help and serve and say yes to the point that I, I need to learn to say no still. That's still a common issue for me. But Jesus, again, can come off as appearing inauthentic. Who, what other individual in the history of the world was willing to do what he did and not be in some type of power grab? What Jesus does is not to like say, like, look at me, I'm awesome. It's always to actually teach his disciples, be less. Be seen less. Do do more, but be less. That's why at the Last Supper, his great act of washing their feet, the act of the servant, it's like this is what you should be reminded of, not to have seats of power and pride. If you're in those positions, do good things with that position, but don't seek it for the sake of your own advancement. So the Jews, the Jewish leaders, this fear, oh crap, he, he resurrected. He might actually be God. We are in trouble. All right, we're going to cover it up. We're going to lie about it. Because maybe they actually did know the truth of who he is. For us today, two things. Again, just living in the Easter day. That's, that's the first joy, right? We are in the octave. We get to celebrate the day of Easter for, for seven more days. This is really awesome. But the second is, if there are fears we have, why do we have those fears? What feeds them? Is there a, is there a truth that we're trying to like ignore or, or not see. That could be one element we go. Um, where the second is the authenticity of Jesus. That what he strives to do is not to get a power grab, but to actually benefit us. So we can become the authentic representation of Jesus Christ through our acts of surrender through our acts of giving and caring. So let's not, be, let's not be tempted to be like the Jewish leaders who, you know, out of their fear, allow it to consume them and destroy them. But instead, if we have this fear, we have this resistance, to examine that and to say, what in this needs to be brought to the light? Because in the light of Christ, all things are made, are made whole. They're all made pure. So we never want fear to corrupt and defame or, or disorder us, but we want to bring anything that we have that is fearful to the light so that, Christ can, and bring, so that Christ can bring purity to it. He can bring wholeness to it. He can bring completion to it. So that's our thing. Acknowledge the Easter day. Any fear we have, bring it to the light.